Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Big stories. Big guests. The big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Right, well, I mean, in the interest of full disclosure, I mean, I don't really have a dog in this fight per se, but I do find this to be a fascinating question. Uh, if there is a God, uh, is God uh, he or she, or is it a question that, that transcends an un- omnipotent creator of the universe? Now, this question has come to light because the Church of Sweden has decided to, to take on this question. Now, here's the, um, the Guardian newspaper from recently. It says, the Church of Sweden is urging its clergy, uh, clergy to use gender-neutral language when referring to the supreme deity, refraining from such terms as Lord and He in favor of the less specific God. The move is one of several taken by the National Evangelical Lutheran Church in obtaining a 31-year-old handbook setting out how services should be conducted in terms of language, liturgy, hymns, and other aspects. The decision was taken on Thursday at the end of an eight-day meeting of the church's 251-member decision-making body and takes effect May 20th, the Christian holiday of Pentecost. In fact, the Church of Sweden is headed by a female archbishop, which is interesting. And she told Sweden's TT News Agency that a more inclusive language has been discussed as far back as 1986. Uh, not everybody's thrilled with this. Uh, and in fact, the Church of Sweden just recently has pushed back saying, we, we haven't banned the word Lord or the term he. Uh, but they are suggesting that God goes beyond questions of, of he versus she. And I think they are looking to change the conversation around all of this. So does it change Christian theology at all, Christian beliefs? Because obviously Jesus was a he, and it certainly seems to me that Christianity is kind of premised around the concept of a a father God, a a male God. But if you pull back on some of that, does that necessarily change anything that Christians believe? And does it make women feel maybe more welcome within the church? I think there's some interesting questions here. Let's bring uh, Reverend Linda Hunter from Woodcliffe United Church here in Calgary into the conversation. Linda, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to the program. Oh, well, thank you very much for having me uh, join you for a few moments, Rob. Uh, is, yeah, I mean, do, do you think this is, a, I mean, is it an issue that you think Christians should be having conversations about? Well, I think that some Christian churches had this conversation perhaps a few decades ago and have moved toward inclusive language in the church, and other churches have not. And so it's an ongoing conversation. Uh, for some churches, they'd say, yeah, what's the, what's the, uh, big deal here. I mean, it's uh, we've been using inclusive or more gender-neutral language to speak about uh, the deity uh, for a long time, and other churches, it's it's new and outrageous, actually, for some of them. And so uh, we're all in different places on the continuum uh, around that. But certainly, uh, you know, to uh, 
the imagery for God is always very difficult because God is indescribable. And so we, with our human language, uh, we're always kind of limited with that language uh, to imagine the unimaginable. And so we uh, tend to hang our uh, the uh, words, uh, the descriptions of God on words that we can understand and comprehend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so... Uh, I, uh, one of the things that I recognize that this really kind of tugs at some people to think of God in uh, um, ways other than just male is um, one worship service. It's been a few years ago now. I uh, turned it all around and every, every, in the liturgy, God was always referred to with the female. Uh, pronoun and noun, really? pronouns and nouns. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so, at the end of the service, we had some guests in the in the in the house, as the saying goes, and uh, we have a guest book. And so this one, uh, I saw her signing it, and I, later, in a, a little while later, I went to see what she'd written, and she, very emphatically in bold letters, she said, "God's a man, and that's that," or "God's a male, and that's that," with the exclamation marks. And so I'd really tugged at her in terms of her conception of God. Well, yeah, that's an interesting question, because I, I think I, I get the sense the reaction to the story out of Sweden is that the Church of Sweden has it wrong. Like, theologically speaking, this is the wrong interpretation. And a lot of people feel uh, like the, the woman you describe. But where, where do you come down on that question? Uh, well, to describe God in only male terms is not theologically accurate anyway. Uh, Theologically, for example, in the Gospel of Matthew, you'll find that Jesus speaks about God as a mother hen uh, guarding her chicks under under God's wing. Uh, Or in the Old Testament, or Hebrew scriptures as as we know them, um, there is uh, reference always to wisdom, which is an attribute of God, and Sophia, who is uh, uh, wisdom. And and this is always in female uh, terms. Uh, discussed and so in the scripture itself, not predominantly, but certainly there, there is the sense that God can be referred to in uh, in the female gender, and of course uh, the ancients um, had trouble describing God too. They described God as the pillar of fire uh, in in uh, parts of the text, and God is the rock of my salvation, and so. We, again, even the ancients struggled with ways to describe the indescribable. So uh, it's an ongoing discussion and debate. Mm-hmm. But there, there is some more entrenched theology, isn't there? The concept of the Father and the Son, right? Uh, it's, it's language. It's language. Well, it is. I mean, the Lord's uh, Prayer, for example, makes reference to, to Father, right? Indeed. Uh, the other thing that, you know, is, is about the, our ancient text in the book is that it is written uh, from, from a patriarchal society. So there would be no referencing or, or very little referencing to uh, the female gender for God because women, of course, in that society were virtually invisible and certainly had no power. So you wouldn't refer to God in a female gender because females in that culture were uh, powerless. And so when you're talking about the power of God, you would naturally go to the male gender. 
But in the concept then of, of God in the Bible, or God as Christians understand God, the question of gender, does it seem like a moot point? Does it seem irrelevant in the context of describing who and what God is? Well, I would, I would argue that point of view. Others, of course, would take a different perspective there, but it is a moot point because God is virtually indescribable. And so, again, we hang on God, the words that we can somehow comprehend. And of course, when I was a little girl, Rob, growing up in the church, um, God was always presented sort of, at least that's how I image God, as this, you know, old man with a long white beard sitting on a throne and with a scepter. And uh, that was the image of God that I took out the door when I left a, a church service. But um, does that resonate with you? Mm, not so much with me. Uh, and so um, my imaging of God has, based on my own experiences of God, and it's it's a very intimate kind of relationship that I have with God. And and gender doesn't enter enter the equation. God encompasses for me all the attributes of who it is to be human. So what, what is the objective then in, in having a reconsideration of, of these questions? Is it about making the church or the, the faith itself more inclusive? Is, is that the, the end goal here? Um, I can't sort of speak for the Swedish church, but I can certainly uh, you know, from my position uh, as someone who's in, involved in ministry in a church, is uh, to to break open the box, to take God out of the box, and to, um, because we can sometimes, with our imagery or our language, we can put God in a box. And so it's, it's to, to open that box to all the possibilities. Uh, and if you, if you can think of someone, and I've, of course, had this in my community, some female, for example, a female who has been, uh, you know, uh, beaten by her father, uh, you know, all those terrible things that can happen sometimes. Um, and I'm not, please don't, I hope your listeners aren't saying, oh, here we go. She's going to go off into, um, men are bad and women are good. No, that isn't what that's about at all. What it's about for me in terms of my saying this is that sometimes if if a woman has had really bad experiences at the hands of a male of a father, then the imaging of God, you can say, well, this is a, a loving God, but that can block, that can block. And so to open up the imagery in a way that uh, imagining God or imaging God in in a more inclusive kind of way can be healing and can be uh, life giving, and and so I think that's some of what's behind that is to, to is to open it up so that we we don't get too narrow in our concept of of God. Yeah, well, some fascinating points, uh, Reverend Hunter. We'll leave it there. Appreciate your input on this conversation, and thanks for joining oh, us here today. Thank you for um, thinking that I might have something to add to the debate, which will be ongoing, of course. Thanks well, I thought so you much, might, and, and you did. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks again. So much, Rob. Take care. Okay. Uh, Reverend Linda Hunter with uh, Woodcliffe United Church here in Calgary. Some interesting thoughts from her on this uh, question. 403-974-8255 is our number. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.